0: as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives, companies such as S and P Global, Carmax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com/cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com/cheese to get your free 30-day trial today.
1: What this comes down to is, Indeed is it feels like to me it really seems like they're putting the boot on the neck of many of their pri- uh, their partners in a time of crisis.
2: That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.
1: Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right, right where it hurts. hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for
3: the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All righty then. From the lockdown headquarters of Indianapolis and in Columbus, Indiana, 6.6 million Americans filed for unemployment last week. So how's your 2020 going? Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, everybody. HR's most resilient weekly wrap-up of news and opinion on all things employment or unemployment. In this case, maybe. I'm your co-host, Joel Slip Cheeseman. And I am Chad. Stay home, so wash. And on this week's show, Zip Gets Serious, Walmart is checking your temperature, and we're running out of condoms, everybody. Only Damn the hard-hitting it. shit on our show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief message.
4: Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-E-R-E-N dot We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner.
1: So before we get into the deep dark shit, uh, let me ask. Yep. You, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah, ask me. First. So, what Netflix or Amazon show are you going to watch next?
3: <laughs> okay, so uh, I warned you before this show that I was probably going to go to a dark corner yeah. at some point. Yeah. But I will say that a, a big winner uh, in this whole period for me has been Tiger King uh, of Netflix <laughs> and. <laughs> If you haven't watched it, just do it. Oh, God. You'll feel so much better about your life and the world at large, Um, and you'll be entertained. Your mind will be off of all of this doom and gloom Uh for the six hours or so that, that the show is on. Um, I'll also uh, ashamedly uh, recommend "Love Is Blind," <laughs> um, also on Netflix, which is a dating show which are usually awful, and this is awful as well. And in any given regular time and place, it would probably be awful. But for this time and place, um, it's pretty entertaining. I will say that um, I recently there there was a sale on Curiosity Stream. Okay, have you seen this channel? Okay, I-
1: I've seen it. I haven't tapped into it yet.
3: They had a coronavirus sale uh, for like eleven dollars for the year, so I was like, "Fuck it." And it's all like BBC documentaries and like some PBS. So you're and like learning shit. I'm learning shit, yeah. which is also nice too. So I would make that recommendation. If you have eleven, bu- if you have eleven bucks eating through your pocketbook, go to go download Curiosity Stream on Roku or wherever, and uh, and learn some shit. How about you,
1: you see what he did there, right? He was talking about nothing but trash TV, and he's like, "Oh, I better bring this to a good educational point."
3: <laughs> well, it's the only thing to pull me out of the abyss. Yeah. Is like yeah. you know a good documentary on Stalin. Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing that gets me feeling feeling good about things
1: again. Well, we we just finished season three of Goliath on Amazon, and tonight. We will probably start Ozark, and that's the third season been waiting yeah. for this. And I can't I, I can't put it off any longer because I'm starting to see things pop up in my Twitter feed and my Facebook. And yeah. I, I just can't I can't handle the possibility of spoiler. So we're going to start that tonight.
3: Yeah, Ozark. We're about three or four episodes in. Uh, definitely recommend that. So Goliath, is that the Billy Bob Thornton show? Yeah, it is okay what season is that on now?
1: it's on three and this is okay. this was like the most LSD trip ridden series I've seen for for a while It was kind of hard yeah. for a minute to try to get into but uh, at least this season was the past couple of seasons were were, were, were pretty good uh, but it finished off pretty strong and from my understanding I thought this would be the, the last season but it seems as Julie tells me that uh, there's a fourth season coming.
3: By the way, a moment of silence for uh, Schitt's Creek, which I know we both love immensely. Love that show. Uh, being done. Like, just do uh, the human race of service and do more shows just to help us all feel better.
1: Oh, yeah. And Julie, great show. Julie and the kids, I swear, watch they've watched Schitt's Creek through <laughs> about four times.
3: Yeah. I will say, too, that the, uh, the Governor Cuomo updates oh, yeah. are interesting. Yeah equally bad would be the Trump campaign speech slash updates on the end of the world. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They, they should, what they should do is do more of the Cuomo stuff and just cut the Trump stuff altogether. Now, when Fauci comes on, they should like zoom in and, and, and bricks, is it bricks or Brinks when she comes on? Okay, go ahead and let's listen to them. But whenever Trump's on the mic, just shut his shit off.
3: Which actually, uh, apparently CNN is done. Smart. Like they don't show they don't show the the stump speech. They just go to the Q&A. Like, did you see Trump the other day bragging about being number one on Facebook? Whatever that means. He's just so into himself. Yes. Like, uh, anyway, I don't talking about Trump's going to get me pissed off.
1: <laughs> well, let's 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 go to somebody who hates Trump just as much as you, maybe even more. Steven Rothberg tweeted us uh, yeah. and, and here's his tweet. He said, just voted for the new Hashtag Chad Cheese t-shirt design. I'm hoping this won't be the last vote I'm able to cast before the end of the year. Hashtag COVID 19. Hashtag goodbye democracy. Yeah. But I'm hoping that we figure this whole voting thing out that hopefully we can vote. So
3: I've actually looked this up because I was curious. So the Democratic National Convention has been postponed yep, in August. Is, that'll be interesting. The whole Bernie. That'll be interesting. Yeah. But so apparently a vote for president cannot go past, I think, January 20th, which is typically when the, uh, the ceremony is that, that brings in a new president. Uh-huh. So I, from what I understand, and I'm not a constitutionalist, but I, I think there can be postponements in an election. Although I think there's also never been a time in our nation that we have done that, but it is possible. But hell or high water, we'll have a new president or the same president or some vote deciding either of those things by January 20th of 2021.
1: Let's get that done. And, and let's pivot again, back out of the darkness, uh, pivoting to the t-shirt,
3: uh, the, <laughs> the right,
1: t-shirt, t-shirt without the ability for us to get the hell out of the house. Obviously we can't get to events, uh, but we're looking to find some really fun ways to get our listeners the new 2020 Chad and cheese t-shirts and yep. uh, the, the the good people at emissary.ai are going to help us figure that shit out because we can't stop the Chad and Cheese train just because we can't get out of the damn house.
3: Uh, if nothing else, we're going to defer funds from Shaker's travel budget <laughs> to, to build drones to deliver T-shirts to everyone around the country, I think.
1: If we built, like, drones that were, like, Joe Jr.'s, like, head and they, like, delivered, oh, that that would be it. That would be it. <laughs> I, and I, I think he would get behind that, too. <laughs>
3: I mean, come on. Hockey hockey Jersey drones flying around the country. Yes. I'm, I'm into it. Yes. I'm digging it.
1: I'm digging it. Next shout out goes to Quincy Valencia, you know, the queen of chatbots. So the queen, she messaged me earlier this week just so that she could say, ha ha, I told you so. I got a prediction right. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And this is it. She predicted that robots will continue to encroach on recruiter and uh, coordinator spaces, forcing Mm -hmm. companies to start radically redesigning how they do talent acquisition. And I said, are you kidding me? You're saying that you actually predicted COVID? She said, well, no, she didn't predict that, but it did happen. So she wins. (laughs) Nice. Anything for a win, Quincy, anything for a win.
3: Nice. Nice. I'm, can I spend my shout out time like getting on the therapist couch? Go ahead. Okay. Tell me what you think. So so all right, you and I have been through a few of these recession things. Yeah. And so I, I was trying to find some solace in surviving 2008, which was as bad as I thought it could be. Right. Literally. Yeah. Like end, end of capitalism, right? They were talking about that, end of the banking system, etc. But the thing, you know, the thing that saved our industry back then, was healthcare and probably certain geographical locations that weren't really stupid with the whole real estate thing, right? So talk knowing job boards back then and sites and companies or industry like there's no doubt there was a bloodbath. Yeah, no question whatsoever. but what what the shining light was healthcare, right? baby boomers are aging, healthcare still hiring, healthcare still strong. And there were certain like the whole service industry didn't shut down, right? right. People still went to restaurants, people still, you know, did things. Yes. So when I say like going to a dark corner, the, the solace in this thing is, oh, it's going to be over in a month. And then a month becomes two months and then two months becomes three months. And then three months becomes, okay, this thing isn't going to be done until we get a vaccine for it. Uh, and it's going to keep popping up and it's going to continue to be a thing. So there's going to be a bloodbath. Uh There's so much uncertainty around when is this thing going to end? What's the solution? Uh, what's going to happen? So for me, I've had a really hard time sort of calibrating myself to what the future looks like. And like, I don't even know the show, like what should the show like, we're, we're historically a fun show. We're a couple of meatheads. And then part of me is like, that's probably the least thing that people need right now. Or maybe it is what people need right now. Like I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring this out. And at almost 50 years old, I shouldn't be just trying to figure this shit out. Um, so that's been really tough for me going forward. Yeah. Obviously money's going to dry up. People aren't going to post jobs. This thing is going to go deep. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to go. I'm sure I speak for a lot of people, that say this is a really confusing time. Um, there's no end in sight. What's going to happen? April 1st just you know passed us by. Rent's not going to be paid. Mortgages aren't going to be paid. Two thousand dollars, one thousand dollars, whatever it is, a month only goes so far for most people. So I just I'm scared for the industry, uh, for the uncertainty. I'm scared for sort of the global impact of what's going on. Um, And what we're saying, I mean, they're talking about 100,000 to 240,000 deaths as we record this podcast. I don't think we're even I don't think we're at 10,000. Right. You know, what happens to the morale of, of the world, you know, when we hit a million deaths and, you know, 10, 20 million infected? Like, it's just a scary time. And in all in all of this, you know, we're all stuck at home with our families. I love my family, but I got a three year old who needs care and feeding like pretty much all the time. Yeah. So, you know, that's a challenge. We have roles as as people where we're part parent, we're part, you know, lover, part husband or wife, part worker, and when you put all those things in one pot and say, "Okay, figure it out in this X by X foot space." Right. Um that adds extra stress. So, it's just this is good for me cuz it's a nice venting period. So, I'm not looking for answers, <laughs> but maybe I'm feeling similarly to how other people are. And I know we're going to talk about stories of feel-good uh, coronavirus stuff and companies stepping up, and, and that's all great. But we're also going to talk about companies laying off people and shuttering businesses. And I, just like you, are getting more and more word every day about layoffs at companies and shutting down and people I trust and, and respect that have been through this. Are really uh, negative about the future. So um, I just wanted to let that out. And I feel a little bit better if nothing else that I did. So shout out to my my feelings, everybody. Shout
1: out to Joel's feelings. Yeah. I mean, this show was nothing more when we started this. Two guys at a conference, at a bar, what would they be saying? whether they're at the bar or not, right? And this is yeah. what people are saying they're talking about. And and I agree, you know, as long as we have leaders, whether they're state leaders or, or national leaders who don't understand that we have to lock this shit down as soon as humanly fucking possible so that mm-hmm. we can start to contain it, identify who needs help, get them that help, and then snuff it out. That's what we need to understand, right? And the thing that really blows my mind is this is what the military was fucking made for. This is why we don't have them in Corps of engineers i mean really at full speed the healthcare the, the healthcare infrastructure of the military mm-hmm. those types of things so yeah i think and I hope that we'll actually start to make those decisions as we have like the governor of Georgia yesterday. He just yesterday found out that people could pass this when they're asymptomatic. No shit, asshole. We've known that for months. Yeah. We just have to come out from under the fucking rock, be humans and care about more than just ourselves. You talked about the narcissist in chief. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that we have to get away from. We have to focus more on community. And that being said, let me try to throw some some good stuff at you. Sure. Companies Little companies like Bauer Hockey that produce hockey equipment, hence their name, they repurposed their facilities and started repurposing protective face shields for medical professionals. Uh, We saw the organization who actually does uh, baseball jerseys recalibrated and they're doing masks and they're doing protective gear. And like most healthcare facilities around the nation, our local hospital here in Columbus, Indiana, they needed healthcare gear. So they actually reached out to the community and asked for people to make masks for them and the people they assembled and uh, they got all the information, the types, the masks, the materials, how they're supposed to be constructed, all that stuff. And the community came together and my wife, I can, she's, she's not doing it now, but I can generally hear the sewing machine going. They've made over 2,300 masks delivered to the hospital, the local healthcare community, including assisted living Facilities around the area. So, I think from our standpoint, we as community, we have to quit thinking about self and we need to think about what we can do for other people. And right now, that's stay the fuck home. And what else can we do on top of that? That doesn't put anybody else in jeopardy. Um, Starbucks extended pay for all workers. Through Whether they come to work or not, through May 3rd, the Chipotle interview that we just did, they amped up their uh, salary by uh, 10%. They're doing all these things. I mean, I think the biggest issue that we have right now is we don't have one solid voice at the national level actually guiding what the fuck should be happening But still, even though that's not one voice, we're still seeing all these different leaders from different states, some states Mm -hmm. from some companies actually taking this pretty much the tiger by the damn tail, like Elon Musk, who said, hey, look, we've got this thing ramped up. We're not going to charge you and we'll send these to you, right? That is the spirit that we need to continue and actually beat this fucking thing.
3: Do you think we'll live in a world uh, coming out of this where we wear masks in the U.S.?
1: You know, I I think this will give us a a better idea of uh, preparedness and that we weren't prepared and we aren't prepared. If this actually had a higher death rate than what it does now, hopefully, hopefully it'll put us in a a much more prepared footing than, than it was prior.
3: Yeah, I think if you're looking at some silver linings of this. You know, I think I think at some point we have to realize that more resources slash money probably needs to go to things like you know the CDC yeah. and a global organization that can you know pinpoint when these things start flaring up right uh, much better than they, than they do now. I was listening to a, a podcast the other day about uh, the Spanish flu. I mean, Spanish flu just in America killed more people than all the wars of the 20, 20th century.
1: This is not something that is unprecedented. <laughs>
3: Yeah and in a, in, a, in a world where you know we're more connected than ever um you know spending money and resources to fight these things and and nip them in the bud is is probably going to be a, a a silver lining from this. Yeah. The other thing is is just The way the the environment has benefited from human beings shutting down. Um, And there's plenty of stories about limitations on pollution or people out uh, burning carbon, uh, fossil fuels, et cetera. And and that's not my lane necessarily. But at some point, there's going to be some value into saying, you know, look what happened when we shut down the burning of fossil fuels. Yeah. And having an urgency around clean energy and figuring out you know that part of of the equation.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: The other thing, and you know, lightheartedly a little bit, is uh, millennials will have had their first real struggle in the professional world. Um, you know, most people twelve years back have only had really bright, lovely, uh, rainbow times, and this will finally be a, a little bit of struggle. And if you believe that. You know what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Then you know we'll be stronger out of this uh, generationally. Uh,
1: So we're already in the topic. So screw it. So as we're talking about six point six (laughs) million, should we take a break real quick? No, just keep it keep keep it rolling for a second. So (laughs) six point six million, and then we're seeing individuals who are trying to file for unemployment. Uh, going to websites that crash. There's a story out of Florida where the Florida unemployment website crashed. The phone lines were clogged up. I can understand not having enough people to answer the phone. That's really hard to scale. But how can you have technology today Mm -hmm. that can't scale? We have cloud. We have all the different load balancing. I mean, there's just so much to be able to say as a state that, we are going to take your taxpayer money and we're going to put it into this horse and buggy. Mm-hmm. This is not acceptable, but I also agree with what you'd said before. This is helping us to understand we need to do shit, better. we're not prepared. The state of Florida, in yeah. this case, not prepared to take care of their people. The mm-hmm. governor, that is your job, taking care of your people so again i think it's it's one of those things along with companies like walmart who are now starting to do temperature checks at the door before employees come in and we just saw just came down on the on the wire amazon starting to do the same thing because they got kicked in the ass 10 of their locations had COVID employees working it seemed like on a daily basis
3: Sure. You know, America has a long, proud tradition of being unprepared for shit. Yeah. You know, Pearl Harbor, no one thought the Japanese would actually have the cojones or the wherewithal to come on our turf and bomb us. And guess what? It was that emergency that said, holy shit, we're not prepared for war, even though, you know, most most of the world had been in a conflict for the you know, for two to three years before Pearl Harbor even happened.
1: And they were still in conflict.
3: (laughs) You know, everyone knew a pandemic was eventually going to happen. Uh, and I'm sure somebody thought, well, Jesus, what if what if millions of people a week file for unemployment? Can our state systems handle that? Well, no, they can't. Let's get states on Amazon Web Services so they can scale up traffic and get them on, you know, Cisco servers and whatever else, because they're probably on some some dude's basement somewhere that that <laughs> built the site in 1998. What
1: what we are seeing though is we're seeing companies like the uh, San Antonio-based Zenix, who makes the full spectrum UV germ zapping robot. Have you seen this? It's like a Roomba, but it's yeah. for hospitals, <laughs> and they go yeah. in like to they go into a room. After, you know, surgery or or after, you know, there's been an infected individual that was in there and they've been moved Mm -hmm. and they send they send the disinfecting UV Roomba in there. Yeah, I think this is fucking this is brilliant. Obviously, the demand for these uh, have gone through the roof. But why wouldn't you as like an Amazon or a Walmart or all of these different places that people are still having to go because they still have daily needs? Shit, they should be Mm -hmm. buying these things up by the boatload.
3: Yeah, I mean, you look at. You know, the industries that are going to be doing these things immediately are things like airline and any kind of travel service, like, you know, Carnival Cruise Lines and things like that. So I fully expect when I take a flight that they're either spraying down the cabin with disinfectant or there's some sort of robot ultraviolet light thing going through the cabin. Like, I fully expect all those things to happen, and that's where the immediate need is going to be. And hopefully that trickles into things like, restaurants and schools and places of business as a result
1: before we talk about job addicts I, i hope we learn that when we are at record profit times we have a rainy day fund and we actually take care of our employees my mini rant is over
3: we'll be right back after a word from job addicts
2: Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people and benefits with job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos Just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract. Engage. Employ. With Job Adx.
1: Into the big news, man. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I was, uh, real quick, I was talking to uh, our, our friends at Job edX today, and they were talking about, no surprise, record numbers of job seekers uh, coming onto the network. Uh, and a, num- a record number for them of new publishers signing up to hopefully profit from the clicks that come from the network, so no surprise there. But to get some some confirmation from them, more job seekers and more uh, job sites or uh, sites in general looking to make money. Hopefully, as times get.
1: Tough. Well, and that's that's interesting because we were lucky enough to get a video, and and we had the audio that we put out earlier this week of Ian, the the CEO of ZipRecruiter, and he actually said job seeker traffic is down twenty five percent. Their new employer signups are down eighty percent. I would have, I would assume for the most part those are SMB uh, employer signups. Uh, existing yep. customer churn sixty percent. So sixty percent of their Current customers are churning mm-hmm. and they're likely to miss 2020 revenue goals by over 150 million dollars. Yeah. Those were really the reasons why uh ZipRecruiter was furloughing forty yeah. percent of their workforce.
3: And what was the timeline that uh that he gave that Ian gave in regards to if this goes on this much longer? we will cease to be in business anymore.
1: Yeah. He said if they don't take steps now, ZipRecruiter could be insolvent by the end of the year. And I quote, we must cut costs to survive. Yeah. I mean, quick question for you. Do you think this was 100% COVID driven? Our industry mostly services a large
3: contingent of customers, yeah. like categories, areas, etc. So there was definitely a, a sense that we were a little bit frothy um, in the economy and that there was probably going to be at some point calling of the herd, right? There's going to be a little bit of pruning of the hedges where companies started cutting back. Maybe they used I don't know, uh, uh, slow growth in China to say we need to cut costs and people or there was, you know, something that happened. So I I think there was an element of that going to happen anyway. I think the coronavirus put that thing on steroids. And I think while a lot of companies probably used the coronavirus uh, a little bit as an excuse to get rid of people, I don't think that they would have have expected to lay off as many people Um, as they had. Again, with the financial crisis, you kind of knew like, okay, we need to readjust and focus more on healthcare or focus more on Texas or focus more on whatever, right? But with coronavirus, you know, you can't just make a business uh, out of like uh, job postings for Grubhub delivery people. That's really hard to do. So I think it's it's 95% coronavirus in my opinion and maybe 5% hey this is just we were too frothy and we needed to, to cut a little bit anyway
1: yeah i mean from from my standpoint i i look at the business model and the outbound sales reps selling $300 job postings or $400 whatever they were while zip spends a shitload of cash on xm and podcasts didn't make mm-hmm. sense right Yeah, That's just not scalable and it doesn't promote great margins. I remember back in the monster days in 99 and 2000, when we were printing money and sales reps were hand posting jobs because our e-com was pretty much non-existent. Uh, That Mm -hmm. wasn't scalable in itself, but wasn't really addressed because there was so much money coming in until after the dot-com bubble burst. I'm feeling shades of this here. Where yeah. it's like, you know, there is a problem, but man, we're just killing it. And you're right. It's so frothy. We know there's a problem. And then a bubble burst and it's like, shit. Now we have to make huge changes into our process and our infrastructure and all those things and cut a bunch of heads to make this happen.
3: I think you talked about, have talked about in, in length about, you know, sort of monsters need to continually feed the job seeker beast. Yeah. Right. And and we've been in this environment so long of Indeed has to advertise, ZipRecruiter has to advertise, all these job sites, they have companies that want to hire, companies that want to give them money, but they have to keep feeding that job seeker beast. And overnight, they've gone from way more job seekers than they know what to do with. Even though ZipRecruiter said they're down uh, job seekers, I expect that to change. And you have, at the same time, job postings going to almost zero, how do you adapt to that environment? It's not easy, but like you said, you sure as hell stop, you know, podcast advertising on serial for job seeker traffic.
1: Yeah. My big question is, who's next? Will Ronstad stay in the game and or will they finally put Monster down or yeah. maybe sell it? I don't know who in the hell would buy it, but I mean, if this is the time to buy monster data, I would think that this is the time to do it. Career Builder in itself, I would I wonder if that's just going to fade away into nothingness.
3: Yeah. You know, I've, I think I've said on this show a few times that, you know, ZipRecruiter and Indeed have the most to lose in a downturn um, for a little little bit different reasons. And I was talking to somebody uh, that I respect the industry and they were surprised that Indeed, although we will talk about them after this, that they haven't done their big announcement. They're going to lay off people. I don't know how big it's going to be, but it's going to impact them. It's going to be a cultural uh, shakeup because, again, these are these are people that have not seen anything but good times at Indeed. Um, And the the Google thing was a pain in the ass enough. And now throw this at Indeed. Um, It's going to be really tough for them. Same with Monster and any, any general sites, any staffing organization is going to be really uh, hard-pressed to find prosperity. And this is probably just going to speed up that whole process for a lot of companies.
1: On Indeed's publisher network, you received a message. Dear Indeed partner, Indeed has recently paused all sponsored jobs API campaigns where a cost per click payment structure was involved to drive traffic to jobs on Indeed.com. Mm-hmm. What this comes down to is indeed is it feels like to me, it really seems yep. like they're putting the boot on the neck of many of their pri- uh, their partners in a time of crisis. Hey, little guy, we know you've been sending <laughs> we know you've been sending traffic to us uh, and we've yep. been providing revenue to you, but from now on, what we're going to do is we're just we're just going to take that for free. Okay, little guy, thanks so yep. much.
3: You know, as I look back over these periods of time where the, the world ended for us and, you know, 2008, there were a lot of job sites that said, you know, why do I need a sales staff when I can just flow traffic to our site, have Indeed backfill and just cash checks? And for a lot of companies and little guys and niche job boards, that worked really well, more or less, until Google said this isn't really good, and they had to adapt to that stuff. But they kept, you know, getting content and money from Indeed, and you would look on the service and say, you know, why would Indeed kill this traffic slash profit center of all these job boards and sites and whatever else that's using uh, their content uh, to create revenue? But it's really a gangster move to basically rip out the heart Trojan horse, dude. Yeah. That have been relying on, on indeed's money and it's really kicking them (laughs) whether they meant to do this uh, or not timing wise. I mean, it's just a total rip of the heart out of saying, okay, the economy is going in the shitter. Now we're going to really put the knife into the heart and take away everything by taking out the content, the revenue that you were generating from indeed it's
1: like suffocating small yeah. and medium sized job sites who at this point probably depended on that revenue. And I mean, yep. my, my question is for all of those vendors that are out there and even companies who are watching this or, or now just learning about it. If you do business with indeed, you know you're going to get fucked in some way, some form or fashion, somehow, yep. right? So yep. this is Indeed's game plan to a T. Period. So if you're going to bow to the altar, get ready for whatever you have to sacrifice, and it might be your actual business itself.
3: It used to be where uh, vendors would or you know companies would say, okay, are we going to use Indeed or are we going to use Simply Hired? Or maybe we're gonna use Juju for a backfill. Nah. Uh, well indeed got rid of Simply Hired. They bought them. Um, Juju is basically focused on text recruiting business on the text recruiting business as far as I know. So there's really no competition. There's nowhere else that someone can go for pay-per-click dollars. So yeah, and, and I don't th- and I also don't think that Google's gonna turn around and launch it tomorrow. Uh, LinkedIn's not gonna launch something tomorrow for publishers so yeah it was it was a total gangster move um, and part of me wants to applaud the move but it, it is ruthless for sure but
1: this is the time when uh, the newly launched talent.com and Adzuna yeah. and all those other <laughs> networks yeah. I mean the the, the job ad X's of the world the recruitologies I mean all of those mm-hmm. it's time For you to actually get in as the community, as we talked about earlier in the show, this is community time. You now have a bad guy. It's always been a bad guy. You've known there's been a bad guy. Now separate yourself from that asshole and start to create something in a bigger network.
3: Agreed. Agreed. And uh, all those companies should be out marketing uh, whatever ad dollars they had earmarked for whatever conference and spend it on spend it on that.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, and then and then getting into the the next Indeed story, Indeed shuts down Indeed Prime, as we now know is. Seen, we seen, yeah, seen, yeah, seen, which was just newly rebranded, indeed, Prime. Uh, and in, I mean, Prime's been around since what 2015 or 16 or something like that,
3: yeah. I think, I think 2015, they rebranded it in, uh, I think September, why well, yeah. know September of, of 19. And you don't usually, uh, brand, you know, have its own brand and take away prime like if you're not serious. So the move to shut it down, um, Maybe that's just sort of the froth. Uh, maybe it's part of a bigger cutback um, at Indeed. Um, maybe the product just wasn't catching on, um, or at least the brand wasn't catching on. But to me, it's sort of an omen of things to come. I expect more things to, to come uh, on the newswire of Indeed shutting stuff down uh, in addition to layoffs, you know, like the whole Android app where you photograph help wanted signs and send them to Indeed. Like, I don't know why that still exists in a time <laughs> like this. And some other business, a lot of, they've they've thrown a lot of spaghetti at the wall uh, since Google for Jobs came on the scene, and I expect a lot of that to be shuttered in the coronavirus. Tsunami.
1: Yeah, I have a comment on the socials as we posted this out. Uh, quote Indeed's AI periodically recommends me fry cook jobs in Akron. Never done that, never lived there. Now, maybe that's about where my skill level is. Sure, I don't think so, but I think maybe they need to tinker with pre-existing tech before they try to launch a bunch of new "quote unquote" products. No one is really clamoring for. I I, I agree to an extent. I thought this might be an opportunity for them to to prospectively mobilize technology and be more efficient for staffing. My question to you, because you were the big predictor in this, do you think? Indeed will go into staffing at all now.
3: Uh, timing wise now, no staffing is a, I mean, I guess you could focus on certain niches like healthcare and, and, and that will still continue to grow. Um, I, I just think I've always thought recruit holdings, their, their parent company being a staffing company, that that was always part of the vision of what Indeed was going to be. And, and, Maybe grander vision was that that's what it would be, right? It would drive job seeker traffic and then that would become staffing and they would, and they've, they've continually cut out all the middleman to their business. They've cut out staffing now they're, you know, so, uh, I think it's still on the roadmap. I just think that an asteroid has hit the world and everyone is trying to figure out what we're going to do for ZipRecruiter. It's make really deep cuts in their staff, um, and their business. I think Indeed's is coming I don't know how deep or how long we're not going to have to wait, um, but it is coming. So to answer your question in a roundabout way is, yes, I still think they're going to have to get to staffing. Um, by the way, I think Google for Jobs is going to come out of this probably bigger uh, and more prominent than they are now through this whole, through this whole uh, tragedy of coronavirus. But I think that ultimately, um, Indeed is going to have to come out of this and, and really think about what they are and I think more and more it's going to be staffing.
1: Yeah, I don't agree. I think they're going to be more right. technology and if they're smart, they'll focus on the tech side while recruit does all of the staffing themselves. If they laser focus on technology instead of throwing all this fucking spaghetti at the wall, I think they have a really good chance of supporting uh, staffing and TA. Time will tell, man. Time will we tell. We got
3: to get out of this, get out of this tr- disaster first
1: (laughs) what we can talk about on the other side of this break is uh, uh, the prospect of a disaster that i don't think anybody saw coming (laughs) we'll be right back
4: canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage screen and coordinate logistics via text and so much more we keep the human that's you at the center while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io, and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent.
1: Okay, for everybody, before we get into the story, I have to say this is a story from Reuters. Reuters. Okay, this is not this is not some off-brand bullshit story.
3: Only the quality publishers are what we uh, were reading throughout the week. Yes, exactly.
1: Well, I wouldn't go that far.
3: By the way, is there better clickbait than a than a than a title like condom shortage looms after coronavirus lockdown shuts world's top producer? Like, is there better clickbait than something like that? No,
1: there's not. So Malaysia's Carex BHD makes one in every five Condoms globally. It has not produced a single condom from its three Malaysian factories for more than a week due to a lockdown imposed by the government to halt the spread of the virus. So now, not only having problems with milk and eggs and toilet paper, for God's yeah. sakes, people, we can't even have safe sex.
3: By the way, just talking about this spurred my just consciousness of like apps like Tinder and and whatever else have to be dead right now. Like (laughs) who's dating right now? Who's hooking up right now? Although I say that and I see I see footage from the beaches of Florida where everybody's having a good time. So I guess the shit is still happening. But ultimately, like people should not be meeting uh, or hooking up or like randomly Dating right now, or dating at all? I guess this is for the people that are like monogamous and at home all day, and have lost their jobs, and all they want to do is have sex all day. Yeah, so good for them. <laughs> good for them. I hope. I hope this condom shortage gets fixed. But. As a married guy, you know, whatever. I don't have a
1: problem with it. The the biggest concern, as you read a little bit deeper, is really more for the humanitarian programs in Africa where, you know, safe sex is a matter of life or death when it comes to HIV and AIDS. So, you know, as we think about it from our safe place, uh, you know, it's it it does have bigger ramifications for some populations uh, around the globe.
3: This is why I'm your friend, because when I steer <laughs> off into meat meatheadedness, uh, you pull me back into AIDS in Africa. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We By are the, way, the world. Apparently there's, there's, a, there's a big waiting list for divorce lawyers uh, in China. We are the
1: children. Being,
3: being cooped up with your spouse for months on end leads to bad things like divorce, apparently.
1: Not me. It just leads to more of these protective masks <laughs> yeah. being done. I've got to go downstairs yeah. <laughs> and cut some more material. (laughs)
3: yeah yeah you and i know nothing about divorce right
1: yeah
5: (laughs) Yeah.
3: and we out and with that stay safe everybody wash those hands we out
5: thank you for listening to what's it called The podcast the chad the cheese brilliant they talk about recruiting they talk about technology but most of all they talk about nothing That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform